0: This is episode number 221 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Mark Smith, founder of InnerFight.com. I'm joined by Matt Jones. In this edition of the podcast, this is Matt jones we're going to speak about his life where he comes from what he used to do as a kid and how he has come to where he is today of course a massive thank you to our show sponsors kareem who with the promo code in a fight will give you 100 dirhams free credit on your ride or if you're coming to the gym use promo code inner and if you're leaving use promo code fight and you will get 10 off your rides with kareem thanks to the guys over there for that matt is ready let's jump right in here we go. A new segment of the podcast, the This Is segment, and a very special first one. This is Matt Jones. This is it. This is. <laughs> this is This is, this is Matt it. Jones. <laughs> this is where we're going to dig into the life of the individual, and who better to start with than Matt Jones? So I'm the first one on this You're one. the first one, mate. Jeez. And you know what? We could almost nominate. We could do the, the next one by a process of nomination. Okay. So we'll go through this. We'll see how you enjoy it, and then you'll think. think and at the end, be, yeah. you'll nominate the next person to do nice. it. Objective is to just get to know people a little bit better and get to know where people are from, what they do, and why they do it. Cool. Where are you from? NZ, New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yep. the land of the long white cloud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whereabouts? Auckland. Yeah. Capital. So, um, no. Everyone thinks, no. The, <laughs> everyone thinks that <laughs> it's they the everyone thinks that they do it. Don't think they, they? Like they? Auckland's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. Is it? But um, it's the main city, right? It is.
1: Yeah. Like, you go to Wellington, it's windy. Nothing is going on. A S- lot of hills. Right. Which is quite good for A lot of hills. Hills. So, mate, uh, you were born there. Yeah, I was born there, mate. In yeah. Auckland. Yeah. I was there for uh, 25, maybe 26 years of my life. Really? Yeah. First
0: 26 years you spent in Auckland, in Auckland. Pretty much. This is what we want to know, mate. Tell us a little about growing up. Obviously, few people know your brother, Nick. Tell us a little about yeah. what life was like as a kid.
1: Yeah, I guess we always had a... um It was just me and my brother growing up together, so we we used to be quite competitive with each other. Yeah. He's two years older than me. He pretty much used to beat me at every single thing, <laughs> including a uh, hallway rugby league. Hallway rugby league. Hallway rugby league. <laughs> so the only option was to run straight. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> He'd be quite good at going straight, though, yeah, not yeah, he? Yeah, he was pretty good at that.
1: And then there were, like... We used to have, like, pictures and mirrors on the side as well, so... Right. My mum was always like, please do not smash anything. And we didn't for a long time, but then wonder... <laughs> I think someone's knee got caught in the mirror and we just smash a mirror, you know. Smash so full length mirror. Full length mirror. They so give you all that, all that
0: shit. That. Seven years bad luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then uh, but then one day I beat him at tennis and then from then on in it's kind of been <laughs> it's, it's going my way a little bit more. But, but growing um,
0: Nick's two years older than you.
1: Yeah, two years older than me. Right. And um He's always, and he always will, although he's a lot shorter than me. <laughs> he's, uh,
0: I mean, you guys are real different, mate. Yeah, we in, are. In, yeah. Uh, in physical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's,
1: um, yeah, I mean, but he's always going to be the big brother to me. Right. You know, he always showed me the ropes and you know, how it got done. So anyway, we um, we lived in uh, Westmere, Right. Which is like the central part of Auckland. Lived there for the first maybe five years of my life. Right. And then we moved to Point Chevalier. A lot of people probably don't even know what these places no. are, but you never know. <laughs> no. You never know. Anyway, that was like uh, the next suburb over. We are there for like 10 years, and that house was pretty cool because we had a massive backyard. Right. Yeah, and um, whenever people came round to our house, my brother always used to get the timer out, and we used to do time trials on people. Really, either mate that would come over was, <laughs> could have been slightly overweight, whatever you know. He just got his like stopwatch there waiting. Like, so next
0: initiation for anyone that who wanted to come and play, uh, It was turned it. Yeah, stopwatch. Forget Sega
1: Master System, forget yeah, PlayStation. Yeah. It was just, we're How doing old time were trials, you when so. this started happening? Uh, between the ages of yeah six and yeah, <laughs> I left. We left there when I was about twelve years old. So right we left for six years. Right. So uh, we used to get the uh the we're quite into WWF wrestling. Right. We, yeah, used to watch yeah. It. yeah. I yeah, used yeah. to watch it a little bit. Yeah, the the yeah. days like Hulk yeah. Hogan, Hulk, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, they yeah. were they were the good days. Brutus the Beefcake. Anyway, actually um, watched
0: a really interesting documentary on Hulk Hogan. Oh, uh, recently. Uh, recently? Yeah, yeah. 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 And how. Yeah. How his life just yeah. got crazy and messed up and yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting but they were the, they were the real heroes of wwf that was the start and that's when it was allowed to be called wwf yeah right? yeah so and then i got, got banned, so banned I, was, and... I was pretty
1: gutted about that but um <laughs> yeah. we used to have like about three buckets full of the actual f- wrestling figurines right that's what we do we get our mates over yeah we had a massive trampoline right <laughs> you get the sprinkler out <laughs> you get the water on there <laughs> and then you jump and like just would whichever was the last one there that's who won the royal rumble right so we did that that was part of some competition i guess and so that was
0: life growing up it like was not like, yeah just active the whole time
1: outside yeah always outside it was like we had a sega master system yeah I it before yeah um, and we had a good tennis game and that's how i actually got into tennis because i got good on that game i was like i might just start <laughs> using actually <the> doing this <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how old were you when you sort of start when you picked up a tennis racket and wanted? i was to...
1: uh, exactly six years old
0: really yeah I and you you were tall for a six-year-old. Yeah, I've or? always been tall. Right, yeah. massive right. long femurs my whole life, and <laughs> <laughs> extremely high cheekbones. High cheekbones <laughs> always hanging around, and
1: um, yeah, just went to the local tennis club, the Pointe Chevalier Tennis Club. Which I think no it was like no one knows. <laughs> I think it was only like four courts in. Right, asphalt like concrete, <laughs> and um, yeah, just went and hit a ball, and actually thought. And I can get good at this. I wasn't good straight away. Yeah. I was, like, probably hitting it over the,
0: the back fence and stuff. But <laughs> Too right, much power. Too much power, I guess. And, yeah, um, yeah just got into it that way. So. And started playing tennis. Yeah. Well, so that was the first real sport, except Nick's timed laps around yeah, yeah, the garden. Yeah, timed laps around the garden. That and was the first sport you got into.
1: Yeah, it was, mate. And, um you know, like, we play. You know, our parents made it and sure we got into, like, football. Yeah. You know, like, soccer. Yeah. Then, and yeah. Um, athletics as well. Like, just just doing all types of stuff Yeah. When we were
0: growing yeah. up. So. Is it... it I know in Australia, it's known to be, or it's thought to be a very outdoor life. Is is it the same as that in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, it is, mate. So, any
0: sport. Yeah. I mean, you guys have pretty brutal winters, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It it does get cold. Yeah. But sport was still something that was absolutely massive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For everyone from the start.
1: All the schools that we went to, it was always like... like, I had a principal one time, and he... His mentality was like, okay, you're going to do five minutes of work yeah. and like 30 minutes of physical activity. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, sweet. Let's do yeah, that. I mean, that's school. Um, I think he got, maybe he got fired like two years later, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> things <laughs> but, change, I guess. But, but. not
0: not delivering yeah. yourself. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So tennis was first what other other sports did you get into as a kid like um, football soccer
1: soccer and then uh, we got into rugby Yeah. so there were like there was me and my brother and then there were these two other guys one was called Jamie Nelson and one was called Daniel Nelson right brothers doesn't really matter yeah brothers so I was was good friends with this guy called Jamie Nelson anyway they were both very good at uh, football and so right. we all just said, and even his mum and dad said, How about we get the guys into rugby? And right. we're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Yeah, whatever, let's do it. Yeah. They were a bit like, Oh, and I was like, hey, give it one year, give it a go. Right. and then you can decide what you want to do after that. Yeah. And uh, me and my brother were the only yeah, we carried on playing rugby. Right. We, I think it was just our first game, we're just like, What have we been doing? Really? Like, like just
0: wasting time. Yeah, playing we're like and...
1: screw this soccer stuff. No no, not so much. Like <laughs> but um yeah, I just remember I played for Ponsonby Ponies. Yeah. Yeah. And um I think the first game I played, I ended up scoring like two tries. Only? I was like a second row, like on the, on Tall, cool,
0: get in the second row. Yeah.
1: And I remember we kicked this team's ass and it was just like, well, mum said, oh, do you still want to play this? I was just like, yeah, I do. Yeah, you so want to play it. We just carried as, on.
0: As, as, as a Kiwi mate, as a yeah. New Zealander, obviously there's, there's a lot. Rugby is really in your heritage or yeah. it's, it's kind of put that way to the, to the population. What is it really like growing up? As a New Zealander, I mean, it's the only sport you guys are good at, so you're yeah, all following. <laughs> but but what, what's that really like, mate? Because the All Blacks is such a, it's got so much history behind yeah, it and yeah, all this. Yeah. So what, what's it like to be a New Zealander mate, on that pretty, level? It
1: is pretty cool in that sense. Yeah. Like, like you could be overseas and you're like, people go, "Where from, you from? Yeah. Like, oh, New Zealand. I'm a Kiwi. They're like, oh, All Blacks. All Blacks. <laughs> uh, you know, they might say, I mean, Jonah Lomu was obviously yeah. a name that yeah. would come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's. I think it is pretty cool the way it's that recognized, and it's such a small country as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, is
0: there is there a from a young age like you're gonna play rugby? Is yeah, that, a little bit. Is it sort of
1: like that? A little bit. I think it's good. Like a lot of some of the successful successful ones have like being encouraged to play soccer first. Really? A little bit. Like yeah. um, I know there. I can't really name any players, but um, anyway, they it just gets your skills up.
0: Yeah, you
1: know? um, and then. You know, because some of the ones that go into rugby a little bit too early, then I right. mean, it does get pretty dangerous these yeah, days, right? So, yeah. you know, I guess it's for that reason as well. Um, but no, I think it's pretty cool how it's how recognised. You know, like it's and, not like you're forced to play rugby, and I think because it, you know, a lot of accidents or you know concussions can happen now, and it's yeah. So maybe, um, but you go to a school and they're guaranteed, like you're kind of pushed to play you're rugby. Yeah, definitely. So you,
0: you guys started playing, you scored two tries in your first game. Two, two tries in my first
1: game. Mum wants to know um, if you keep playing. Yeah, Do you I'd say play yes. Childish question. What happens from there?
0: <laughs> yeah, we just kept playing. Yeah. Um,
1: but then I was still playing tennis in the summer. Right. So it got to a stage where it's just like, you're going to have to kind of choose one. Right. And so I decided to choose tennis. Right. And play that up until the age of about 16, 17. Right and kind I of lost a bit of interest there and then I started playing rugby again. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So, so right. I had a bit of a break, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the, a story that I remember from your brother when we were actually running up and down Jebel feet once, that was actually the longest time. We, we were together <laughs> from, I think we were together from about 4.30 in the morning yeah. till about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So, yeah, just me and him. Yeah, um, no, I remember that. I'd, in, I'd probably been uh, here a few months. Yeah, you've not, yeah, yeah. not been here long. But I, I, I remember a distinct story that he, he told me about when you guys used to play in the same team. Yeah, yeah, being, we did for a yeah, yeah, years apart. Right. He, yeah. He, he, yeah. Told, he told me quite, what was that like, mate, to be able that to, was, you know, to be able to yeah. play. You obviously bash each other up in that corridor throw each other (laughs) into mirrors. But then to be able to play a a team sport like rugby together with your brother, that must have been very cool. That
1: was pretty cool. Like, it it really, it definitely lifted me a little bit more. And because he was, he was playing with some, like, I remember he'd tackle some of the guys and some of these guys he probably used to go to school with, but he'd just, like, get his hand, shove them in the face and just go, like, just go back to school, boy rugby. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, mate, like, come on. And, um, yeah, but he... He captained quite a few sides as well. He right. just always had that kind of drive. That right, you know, to he he wanted people to succeed. Right, you know, so little halfback going in there. Sort was of, he a halfback? He played a lot of positions. Mate. He? he was like he went from like first five to yeah. second five to fullback to yeah. wing and then halfback. I
0: definitely picked him just straight as a hooker. Yeah, I know everyone's just picked these straight straight a so, so he played hooker. in the front rower. He's just say like, no. That's the thing though, yeah. know, isn't it? So it was, I mean, that must have been a good time, mate. As you were growing was, up mate. together, yep. you were yep, in school definitely. together, playing rugby together. That must have yep. been a very, you know, a, a real good environment to
1: grow up in. Definitely, mate. And yeah. then th- the year later, he he played in the under-21s and I was still in the under-19s. Right. And then the year after that, I played under-21s and we were, we were undefeated for three years. Wow. And then we won it again undefeated. So wow. we had a little bit to, you know.
0: So it was a good job you you chuck the tennis racket. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 it was, the, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about your school life, mate, and and what you yep. enjoyed in school, like biology, or <laughs> you know what what was interesting uh, for you. Obviously, you loved sport, and that was a big part. Yeah, and
1: yeah, that was a pretty big part. Um, I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed throwing fruit at people. To be honest, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, a lot of us got into that. Really? But, um, <laughs> fruit? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't <laughs> like that. Like in the, you know, like you're trying to study, and you're like, I'm just. Trying to think, who am I going to throw this? Up at? You know? <laughs> no, no I wasn't so much yet. um But no school was pretty cool. I when I went to high school, yeah, uh, going from the primary school, there was it was only me that was going from that primary school, right? So it was always going to be a little bit like, should I follow what everyone else is doing and go to the school that they're going to? But you know what? I was just like, screw it! I'm just going to go to the school, make some new friends. So, yeah, which was quite. I was quite nervous about it. Yeah, mate, you for know? sure. Um, when in there, didn't know anyone at all. Right, and um, but I was able to make friends, and I think it helped having my brother there as well. Like he was a couple of years ahead of yeah, me. Yeah, just. I think his care advice was just don't look at people for more than five seconds. Right, uh, and just don't get smart to anyone. And I went, fair enough. Okay, sweet. Because so, otherwise, I'll probably get a hiding, and he wasn't going to be did, there.
0: Did he often? I guess as a, as a bigger brother to a younger brother, yep. he would have often given you bits of advice?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. As
0: much as he could. <laughs> he I
1: remember, that, I think it was the first uh, high school, uh, I think in primary school we used to call it discos. Right, But then they, right. it was you weren't allowed to call it discos when you went there, so it was called
0: social. Social, right. Because I
1: was at a little boys' school, it yeah. was like time to go and try and mingle with yeah, girls' schools. Yeah. Anyway, the advice he gave me was just like, yeah, yeah, if you're going to talk to a girl, just... You know, ask them about, you know, maybe what sports they're into. Right. Stuff like that. And then another bit of advice, he's like, if a girl looks at you and looks away, that means that they like you. Right. And I was like, okay, is that is there any more advice you're going to give me? And then he was just like, nah, that's it no. okay. <laughs> yeah. So I went there with, like, my Rip Curl t-shirt, my fight what 501 Levi's yeah. I guess and <laughs> yeah. maybe Chuck Taylor's I don't know and
0: did you speak to girls about sport? yeah I
1: d- yeah I did my best Ask did questions. yeah it was quite good sometimes <laughs> you had to yell because the music was so loud you like what sport do you play <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but yeah no it was cool so. what uh does it does he still give you bits of advice like yeah I always turn now? to him
1: like say if I'm gonna like not that I've needed to for yeah. since I've been here, but yeah. maybe a slight little career change and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like yeah. I always email him first, and Ask I always yeah I do yeah because he was I mean like yeah he was someone to look up to in the sense that you know he was head boy at the college. Yeah, he's
0: so. a real goody two shoes. He though. was yeah. up until the yeah. age
1: of fourteen. That's when he changed. Right. Yeah. He used to be a bit of a you know yeah idiot. I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mate, speaking of, 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 of role models, yeah, you, you obviously you've probably got some more who else do you really look up to or did you look up to during your sort of childhood you mentioned yeah. there obviously jonah loma in the all blacks but, yeah, yeah you know was it your dad or was it who, who was an inspiration for you as you were growing up in new zealand right.
1: well he's not really a new zealander but i've always i've always just looked up to michael jordan right yeah right. just i mean i know it's like you hear it so many times he yeah. like like it's okay if you do fail sometimes and just the amount of three-pointers he failed yeah. blah blah and yeah, the way he's like picked up some other sports Um, now looking at it and he's a Kiwi I do like Sonny Bill Williams I know he's yeah. had a bit of a past yeah um, where so some people don't, yeah exactly mate yeah. and I think he's from what I can see he seems like he's cleaned up his act <laughs> quite well and he's yeah successful in
0: what he does, you yeah, know? so... Yeah, yeah. What about your parents, mate? What what yeah. sort of role did they play? Obviously, they, they support you endlessly, and that's why it's there, but how, 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 how did they play a role in, in your childhood and in, in your school? Yeah,
1: I guess my mum my and dad are quite different in the sense that, you know, my dad was always... And use a better word, but he was quite pushy when it came to right. some of the sports I was playing. Right. And if I wasn't doing a good job, he did tell me. Yeah. Whereas my mum was maybe a little bit more like, yeah, no, 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 you're, you're doing okay. It's
0: all right. Yeah. You know,
1: just, just keep doing what you're doing when right. she probably could have told me maybe. So I think it was probably good to get a little bit of both. Bit of
0: good cop and bad cop. It was, cop.
1: mate. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: What do you you see these days, mate? You obviously deal a little bit with kids in in your work and you see a lot of kids coming around. What do you see, like, compared to how you were brought up with, you know, your dad being tough, your mum being a little bit softer, Mm. what do you see is happening to kids these days?
1: Mate, I think, I think maybe they've got, maybe some of them have it a little bit easy. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know the full details of how the educational system works, but I know from what I hear, it's like, oh, it's a lot easier now than it was, Right. you know, um, but then I guess it's just all the, um, the social media and the yeah, technology yeah. that comes in, and just the privileges that they get. Yeah, like the whole like I've got a phone when I'm like three years old. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Sega
0: Master Systems don't even exist. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. nor does the Commodore 64. Yeah, and they're not
1: like I, I can see in some schools around here like you know they're encouraged to play more sport, but yeah. in some ways no, you know. Do, so. you,
0: do you think that I mean you've touched on something that's that's really. Quite key there, do you think like the whole advent of technology mm. is having it obviously has a massive positive effect on yeah, the kids. Definitely. like it, definitely. it it really does, but mm. do you think it also has a huge negative effect it can do it yeah. can do
1: with um, you know Joseph was talking about the um the little the little addictions that some people have like, yeah. concerns, you know like you know they could be anywhere where like you stop that you know set yeah. of lights and you check to see you know see what's going on um, but in saying that it is if you look at like the way technology was like 10, 20 years ago, yeah, I mean, it is, it is the future, right? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's still good to you know have a lot of knowledge there, and if you've got some interest in computers and stuff, then yeah, yeah. go for it, you know.
0: But I mean, mate, you 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 shared a really good story with us. What Nick used to do when kids come round, he's got the stopwatch ready. Yep. And okay, that's twenty five years ago now. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. What is that? Is that breeding sporty kids? Is it, and because now kids come around and they're ready to play yeah, the yeah, latest exactly, game yeah. or, 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 yeah. or play with the latest app. So would you, if, if you could, yeah. would you restrict kids and would you, that element of your life that you basically put you in good stead for, for sport, yep. w- would you re-inject that into them? Yeah, I would, mate. Yeah. I was actually
1: talking to uh, Omar. Yeah. I think we call them omelet. The, <laughs> the tall omelet. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the tall And ones. he was saying with his kids, he says, like, during the week, I don't think they're really watching much TV or any TV at all. Right. Um, and in the weekends, I think on both days, they get an hour per day. Right. Where they can watch a film or play games for an hour, you know? Yeah. And I think that's. I think it's a really good rule. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And they've come in, mate. They seem quite well-behaved.
0: I guess that was probably the way that you grew up as well. Like, you're allowed out to play for an hour, and then you have to come in maybe for half an hour and do your homework and this kind of stuff. So Mm. we're still rationing kids in a certain way. Definitely. Going back to school and speaking of homework, what was your favorite subject at school? I think my
1: favorite subject,
0: I was going to say social studies, but uh, (laughs) I
1: sort of mentioned that last week. No, look, I really liked English. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it when we were, for some reason, when we were studying um, Shakespeare. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know why. I didn't think I would like that, but when I yeah. had to get up and do a presentation on Macbeth, I don't know if
0: anyone Yeah, yeah, one, Macbeth, the, the yeah. The Daggers. You were happy with that?
1: Yeah, I got really good marks. And really? Was like, <laughs> so,
0: guy, yeah, I didn't think I, knew I was doing it. I even
1: asked the teacher at right the end. I'll go, mate, have you got a question? Because <laughs> all the other questions were just stupid, you know? And he goes, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> you okay, you've told me. <laughs> yeah.
0: What, and on the flip side of that, mate, which yep. subject? you just just tainted, didn't like just didn't want to be uh,
1: i think i try to do um uh i think i try to do art one time and i'm just not an arty person mate. Right. Like, i just can't draw like i used to i think i used to get some of my mates who ended up doing you know like getting into gra- graffiti and getting themselves into trouble but yeah, anyway yeah. um i was just like mate can you do my title page and then really? they'd, just, they'd just draw for me and i would be like oh, i really want to know how to do that but you're just, i think you either kind of got it or you don't yeah with sense. art i think that's so hard right. wasn't good and plus our teacher was called um his name was mr tanner and He used to like smack boys for no reason. Really? A bit violent? yeah. Yeah, he got a bit violent. I think he got fired in the end.
0: I mean, when you were in school, and obviously when I was in school, it was still okay to get beaten yeah did you get yeah. did you get smashed no, a few I times i never did mate really? no, i
1: think it sort of simmered down by the time right. i got there <laughs> like maybe once or
0: twice <laughs> yeah, but nothing, too nothing there, yeah but the art teacher was just a bit heavy handed. yeah right? yeah he was quite <laughs> bad mate. Yeah, hilarious bad. Mm-hmm. so after school mate university talk us through a yep. little bit of university life so what was it i guess like? what did you yeah, study
1: it was good um i didn't go there straight away because i was right. I just didn't know what i really wanted to do i was thinking yeah. like okay, how could be a uh, a plumber and then a builder and then i just went why do I don't want to be a plumber or a builder? Like, really? nothing. no disrespect to them, it's yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. but I was just like, this isn't me. And then, um, so I worked at a five-star hotel for right. a good side of a year. Yeah. And thinking maybe I'll get into the, um, hospital industry. And I think just because I wanted to do a bit of traveling, you know, right. and I knew that it's an easy job to sort of get around in. Yeah. And, yeah. But then I just didn't like the hours. It was getting in the, in the way of my, uh, sport. Yeah. And, um, and then I just figured I was always going to the gym, just working out. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, looking around at some of the other trainers, thinking, what do they actually do? And then just talking to them, and yeah. decided to do a short course at AUT, Auckland right? University of Technology. Yeah, and that was for like about six months, and then decided to do a diploma after that, and that was for like a year, right? And then I started doing the degree, and I just I did the first year, and just sort of thought, look, I'm, I'm at a gym now that yeah. um you know require you know it's almost like going to another university right at the same time. So right. there's a lot of in-house training, which was really effective, and yeah. It's kind of just helped me where i am today you know right. so um,
0: so when so by this stage you're like 22 yeah, you've done a few
1: mate i probably started working at a gym part-time when i was about 20 years old in auckland in auckland les right. mills les mills les. The,
0: that's where uh, les mills is based in new zealand right it is
1: mate yeah yeah
0: yeah i remember uh,
1: he, he was the mayor of auckland was he time. yeah yeah unbelievable he actually used to live behind my best friend and i think we used to throw apples on his roof to be <laughs> really? honest yeah we did
0: i remember running along the uh from the viaduct yeah. and all along along there in, in in auckland and seeing this massive les mills building yeah and then yeah running, that was their first running one. fast as hell away yeah probably. yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not case. really so you but that's where you sort of started out i
1: did mate i was yeah. just a gym instructor I used right. to walk
0: around talk to people um try and correct people thinking i knew what of, i was doing <laughs> <laughs> what part of that at that part of the, at the start, like you just walk, like you just said, you used to walk around, chat to people. What part of that was interesting for you? I found it was
1: more interesting when like, I saw how some of the others do it and they'd always just do the same thing. You know, they'd walk up and go, Oh, how's your workout going? Or like, what muscle are you working today? I'd sort of go up and just be a little bit more random. Just be like, next. (laughs) No, it wasn't so much that, but I'd just ask them something different and just kind of get their attention that way. And, um, Then I could just see, like, you know, when you help someone, like, even if you just tweak a little few things on their technique and you see how happy they are, you know, and so that just satisfied me the most, you know, knowing that I can help people live a healthy life by just,
0: you know. that did that come, like, that realization and that satisfaction Mm -hmm. of like or realizing that you had a certain ability to help people did was did that happen fast mate was it like No, it
1: didn't mate it didn't um it probably took me at least eight months right like i was working in the gym and you know i always like it's quite inquisitive i'd always just ask the trainers how they're going and you'd talk to the successful ones yeah and then you talk to the ones that weren't so successful and so you'd get a little bit of a (laughs) negative vibe there and you're like oh is this for me you know and then um yeah but no, it didn't happen straight away, mate. It took about even close to a year that okay, I do want to be in this industry. Yeah, I did leave Les Mills, and that's when I started working at another gym, right. which had all the in-house training, which made me realize, oh no, this is
0: this is going to work. Just quickly talk about those sort of negative people, like in yeah, a, in a lot of I think I think generally in a lot of environments there there are negative people. Yeah. How did you deal with them? Because, like, like you say, like, half of the people are saying, yeah, this is terrible industry. Yeah. Half of them are saying, like, and as a youngster, or, you know, you're just sort of, you're just trying to find out what you yeah, want to yeah. do. Like, how does that affect your mindset and, and, and your thought process? Well, yeah, it, it really affected it at, at first. Cause yeah. then I was thinking,
1: oh man, what am I going to do? You know, yeah. with my life. You know, yeah. I was just thinking, look, I, I love this, the physical side of things. You know, yeah. I love the fitness industry. Uh, I want to be a trainer. I want to yeah. help people, but I guess I just got to the point where I was just like, okay, look, they're probably not going to be here for like another month. Right. So they're probably going to be leaving anyway. So right. I, I just, I'd always just listen to what they're saying, but I'd just never really. Never care. Never care that and much. And on yeah. the
0: flip side as well, mate, the guys that were super positive, enjoying yep. and obviously quite successful, how did you use them to sort of, get some yeah, momentum yeah. And, and passion behind it i just
1: started training with them right you know? i just some of them i just booked in a couple of sessions with them and really? some of them just said oh why don't you just train with me i train at this time yeah um and i in some sense i thought that was a little bit of a test right you because know? sometimes right. I, they could tell this young guy like oh you come and train with me and yeah. then you're like what if you just don't show up like, yeah if yeah. i was like you know if it was vice versa then i just think okay this guy's not that interested yeah but i always showed up and they all had different styles of training right um so that was another way to really um you know just to learn from these guys the more experienced guys and then um yeah i mean the other guys like and girls who weren't really that successful like some of them were like just it was just like a hobby to them when they're passionate about it some of them you know a couple of guys are in really good shape and they they were good to train with but they just only really cared about themselves they didn't really care (laughs) about you know (laughs) their clients i guess
0: so so then you, you you hopped over you hopped out from Les Mills yep. into a sort of a more sort of as people might know now like a global gym a fitness yeah. first style yep. gym. Talk us through that stage of your development, mate, because that's where you yep. learned a lot, obviously. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah of I courses. did, mate.
1: I did. Um, yeah, when I first started there, you know, like I knew that the pay wasn't going to be that good. Yeah. But then I was like, look, I'm still at uni. I'm going to be doing this part time. Right. You know, I'm still. I was kind of living at home, but living in other places here and there. But um, yeah, I. It, It was about six months until you get your first sort of pay rise, which I'm not saying money's everything, mate, but it does help a little bit. It helps a little bit, yeah. Um, And, yeah, I just started to realize that, you know, I don't really need to be at university if this is really what I want to, you know, do. And there were like you know we could like start working as a supervisor there was like there was just more opportunities at this gym right whereas the other gym was just like, i almost looked at it as like maybe you're set up to fail right like i know they just like six months they push you to do their boot camp yeah which yeah. costs like a lot of money and right. then it's just like you're left on your own like you yeah. get told oh yeah you can do your own hours and stuff it's like well yeah if you've got clients yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah so that was amazing basically...
0: and then you so how long were you at that gym for
1: mate i was there for like nearly five years wow yeah, I was always like, I'll be here two years, and then just sort of kept going. Just kept going. And, going,
0: and like, I guess
1: I stayed there for a reason. Yeah. Um, it started to get a little bit stale because, you know, me and three of the other trainers, we started getting into the, I guess, the uh, CrossFit method of training. Right, right. The gym didn't like when that too that, much. When was that, mate? When did you first sort of… So that was… Of... So I would have been there 22, probably when I was about 20, nearly 28. Right. So, yeah. So in
0: sort of 2008… 2009 would that it be it would have been
1: about 2009 yeah just um, heard
0: about crossfit
1: i did mate. Uh, one of the older guys i've been training with he just yeah. you know he just took me through a workout one time and i knew it wasn't his style of training in yeah. a way like oh yeah. like he's just I go, where'd you get this from and then he told me and then yeah. started doing a bit of research yeah and um uh, i just couldn't help but take my clients through some of this stuff because, really well, you know it gets results yeah, and, uh, it yeah. keeps it interesting for yeah. them and so yeah but the gym it went against their philosophies a little bit and right. they just, yeah they didn't like it so they kept so telling us stop out. yeah and we all left at like the same
0: time and really
1: apparently since then the gym hasn't been as good so,
0: no. <laughs> so where did you go to um, you found CrossFit 2008 yep. place you've been working out for five years they don't like it you're
1: no, out. out Um <laughs> We, I ended up moving over to Cairns, North right. Australia. Wow. So, I was thinking, oh, I didn't really want to do it, but hey, it got me out of that.
0: First time out and in I, New Zealand. It was, mate. To, yeah, li- to live yeah.
1: abroad. And then I figured, well, look, I could, like, just stay here and just plod along and just, yeah. you know, just be in the same place five years later. So I was yeah. just like, look, I'll go there, see how it goes. And I remember, you know, when I got off the plane at Cairns, I was just yeah. like, look, I don't want to be here longer than two years. Right. And as it happens, I, I was there for two years and three months. Wow. And, and left.
0: you went straight to a gym there?
1: Yeah, I, I'd done a few emails before I left, right. so I'd made a few connections there. I knew yeah. a couple of um, mates who were chiropractors and physios, so they yeah yeah so i was working in like a, again in a globo gym i was right. just like okay i'll be here six months yeah and then i ended up being there you know for two years yeah but in that a year after being there i um met a guy trevor he's actually working in Abu Dhabi now yeah um and he had a crossfit it was called crossfit dungeon so right. i just started training there and within a month i started working there so, really so i was doing a bit of both yeah which was cool but you know some weeks it'd just be pretty hectic and
0: it's still quite early on in uh in the sort of i guess what what should really only be called the crossfit evolution mate yep. or or the introduction and the evolution of the fitness industry because we're in about 2009 2010 now yep. what was it like back then working mm. in, a, in a in a crossfit gym like it, mm. for, for for trevor it's obviously quite a ballsy move to set this up yep. talk us through sort of the early days of teaching people crossfit and what it was like
1: yeah i mean back then it was just like I guess it was just quite new. Yeah. Like obviously if you're in America it's not but yeah. you know Australia yeah. and New Zealand we're a little yeah. bit behind there and um yeah it was just for some people it was just like they'd never worked out like that before right. you know the the changes in their body just didn't occur because they'd been just doing the same stuff at a normal gym for that long. Yeah. Um, but it was I mean you go back now and it's like you can just go around and just you can have a conversation about yeah. this method of training now, you know.
0: How did you how did you explain to people before though, okay, yeah. the people that came to your gym they knew that they were coming, but you're in a bar in Cairns or mm-hmm. just hanging out at the beach, and yeah. someone goes, Oh, Matt, you're in pretty good shape. What do you do? I do CrossFit. They're like, You do what fit? Yeah, yeah, how did yeah. you explain to them what it was you were doing, what it was you were teaching?
1: Yeah, I, I sometimes just said, Look, you, you just got to do your own research. You know, sometimes <laughs> I got to the point where I just started saying that. I was really just like, because I'd try and explain, and then they'd be like, Oh, okay, so and they'd say, so they Circuit just don't training, it, mate. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I just said, yeah, do a bit of research and then, um, yeah, come back and have a chat. And yeah, sometimes it was quite cool because those ones would end up coming because I go, look, I do work at this gym now. Yeah. This CrossFit. And then you'd see them like a week later. Just come so, in. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to try it to actually understand a little yeah, bit more. What, so, what's going on? Yeah. So that usually worked.
0: You'd done two years there in yep. Cairns yep. and you'd budgeted two years. You're there two years, three yeah. months. Yeah. What happens next in your life?
1: Yeah. Well, just, um, my brother had been here for about four years. Right. Him and his wife, Katrine, yeah. and they ended up training here as well. Yeah, they did. And I think he was training here for about three months. Yeah, yeah. And I always remember him saying that, oh, I trained with this guy who's um, who came seventh in the region. Yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then um, he just said, look, email him. So I emailed you. Yeah, that's right. And then, um, yeah, you got back to me straight away, which was yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, um, yeah, just said, look, when you're over here, look, yeah. your CV looks good. Yeah. Come and see us. And um, within... Yeah, I booked the ticker, and then two months later, you were here. I was here, and then a day why, later. I why
0: Dubai, have... though, mate? Why did you choose to like? You it's know, funny, you, yeah, you're yeah. in Cairns. You're close to home. You can yeah. go anywhere in the world. You knew you only wanted to be there for two years, but yeah. why? I mean, It's funny
1: that one, eh? Because like I remember working in that um, the body tech, the gym yeah. after Les Mills, right? And one guy just he just came up to me and goes, "Mate, have you heard of this place called Dubai?" And yeah. this guy would have been in his like mid forties or something, and he was, <laughs> right. like, you know, he used to train with like, you know. Shirts tucked in. He was an old-school sort of trainer. Shorts, shorts up. Shorts Brooksie. up. Brooksie. And socks <laughs> yeah. to his, like, you know, wherever. But, um, you know, I always, like, you know, help the guy out. And he goes, yeah. mate, you should get to Dubai. And I was like, oh, why? And he goes, oh, really? like, personal trainers. You know, you're a good trainer here. You'd, yeah, You'd love it there. Yeah. Um, then he was just asking about my qualifications. But yeah. it's funny, like, I remember him saying that, and I was just like, and then four up to you know close to five years later, yeah. I'm in Dubai. You yeah. know, like I, I'm pity I don't have that, guys. You know, I'd like to just say, "Hey mate, I'm, say I'm here, bro. You know, yeah, come um, and work out." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was like the main kind of.
0: Res- I guess like here it seems like there's a lot more opportunities going. Yeah. Here. What did you think, that, mate? Speaking of that, when you got here, yeah, okay, it, it was cool. We'd been in touch. You had Nick. But you got here, it's the middle of nowhere, it's very different to Australia and yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. The I guess the personal training and the training landscape is a bit different as well. Yeah. What was your first sort of reaction? I didn't really know what to expect. It
1: was a bit of a cultural shock when yeah. I came in. I was just like, am yeah. I, I going to be training lots of local people here? Which yeah. is fine. You know? yeah. and then, yeah. um, but no, I guess you know I, I went to the gym, I came to Innafite yeah. a day later. And yeah. Jumped into a class and yeah. I look around and there's like you know the likes of Bud and there's yeah. Brooksy and I yeah. think Milo was in there and it was just yeah. like oh, no, these guys are these guys are fine you know and then I, <laughs> you know everyone's kind of moving Normal. pretty well you know yeah. and then, yeah. um, but I think like my brother just said to me look it's a it's a good gym yeah you know um, he kept saying oh you're going to have a look around in other places but like. I'm so glad that he introduced me to yourself and, yeah. you know, just the EnderFight team, really. Yeah. And just, yeah. it was just, I didn't need to look anywhere else. I'm so thankful I don't have to do that, you know. At so. the
0: start, though, mate, it was tough. I remember we sat down, like, on yep. numerous occasions that, and I, I know there's different things, but, mm. you know, starting out in a new country, yeah. building a client base. Yeah, it yeah, because I've done that a few six times six or already. seven months for you, mm. it was hard. Was it, it was, was, harder mate. here than it was in sort of when you've done that in, in Australia or in New Zealand before?
1: I'd say it was mate because yeah. I didn't have the uh, the luxury of what I had before Is I was okay it's like you go around as a fitness instructor but yeah. that's a really good way to sell yourself a right. little bit and you right. can go around and get to know people yeah, uh, do them like a program or two, and then eventually they'll ask, or you just ask them, "Look, why don't you do some training?" And yeah. Then, so here, you don't really have that luxury. Yeah. And yeah. I did start off not doing classes. Yeah. And which is another great way to say yourself. Yeah. And um, so I was doing more one-on-ones and just building that way. Yeah. But I did start with some of the the local boys. Yeah. Um, and then he'd bring a friend in and then yeah. just sort of you know. What do you think like
0: the that. key to, to sort of, I know we, 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 do get a lot of people, personal trainers listening to the podcast and stuff yep. or people that want to develop their business. And what do you think the key to that is? You, you just nailed something there, like mm. a friend to bring someone else in. Yep. How do you get that to happen?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny how like the best, you know, you're doing a good job. If a lot yeah. of your clientele is coming back from referrals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, working in other germs where, some of the trainers would really rely on the gym getting them clients. Right, right. And you sort of saw and I was like, okay, so you're sort of taking the easy sort of way. Yeah, yeah. What happens when you have to, you've got to be a contractor. Yeah. And do your own tax and do this and that. Yeah, right. Then you're going to be a bit screwed. So yeah. um, I think that just taught me, and it's just going up and just being a bit open-minded about, you know, yeah. how you talk to people. And, yeah. But again, it just comes back to just being passionate about what you do, yeah. you know.
0: Did you did you find it difficult with the, like you you obviously at the start and still now you train a lot of Emiratis? Yeah. Did you find it difficult with a language barrier and, and culturally like fitting into the place? Not
1: really, actually. Easy. I just went up and just went zing zang, and then you know everyone was like pretty cool with that. No, no, no. Like, they just like yeah. No, I think um, I found them very humorous. Yeah. And just yeah, they obviously found you they, quite humorous. Yeah, as well. yeah. They sort of got my humor straight away. <laughs>
0: Mate, we have to speak about that. Yeah. We have to speak about these words that you use. <laughs> yeah. What, first of all, what is the origin of one of your favorite words next? Yeah, next. Um, Look. Because <laughs> I be know un- there'll be a lot of people that <laughs> know you yeah, that yeah. are listening that it want to is know, like, What is this? What, know, like, why do you use it? Okay.
1: So, it all started when I went to St. Peter's College. Right. Yeah? And that was like <laughs> the high school. Right. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. And, um... It was like we had like fifty percent were probably Polynesian boys, right? And then you know the rest. And to be honest, it came from this guy. His name was Philip Poloy right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ended up playing rugby with him, and we sat next to each other. And he was really good at the way. So he started saying like next to people, like yeah. you know, someone would sit down, uh, stand up, sorry, and just like maybe ask a question and be like eh, next sit down, bro. You know, like <laughs> and like I used to watch the way he did it, and yeah. then um, and then they all just started doing it. So yeah, I. Like- I like to say I came up with it, but yeah, to be honest, but it it's from this from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah,
0: guy. And you just found it a useful way to keep Very people useful. quiet. Um,
1: it's just an expression now, you know. <laughs> like you can just some people. Go, oh, what does it mean? It's just like there's no need for these questions. You know? so, um, <laughs> Do a lot of people
0: ask you? Why not so you much use it
1: anymore? But no, uh, not really. I think right. I've sort of put it out there you don't ask about these you things, you know, you just sort of, you know, and then they, it's funny, they go, it becomes very addictive, you know, like I think Mahana said that, he just uses it when he's at work, and he's the CEO the of his company, so, really? you know, so.
0: Just, just a good, uh, good <laughs> phrase, I mean, speaking of what, you use some other words, you use them, there's, yeah, like, a bit of zing, what, wh- wh- what's going on in your head, when you, when you sort of know. using, and, t- t- Oh no, right. it's just and then the whistles come out. The whistles don't you they? like yeah. to whistle. Yeah. yeah. Um Is there any origin or is that just your nah, personality? No, that I must
1: say I, I can kind of claim that one. Really? Yeah, yeah I can. Claim just- it's just yeah, like people might be saying, and if they're talking a little bit too much, maybe about the same thing, and you just like button and go, yes, just really. That's enough. And then that's enough. And then they seem to get it after a while, yeah, you know. Yeah. So.
0: I guess it's a softer way of, of, of use, a way. using an offensive word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it a good way to put it, it as well. Seems, seems to work quite Works well. all right, yeah. Works Mate, right. not long after you were here, yep. you... Um, I don't, I mean, the easiest way to say this is you started dating one of your clients.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I did actually.
0: She wasn't a PT
1: though, know, so No, she was one of the. Does that still count? Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah.
0: So you, you, it was actually one of Holly's friends. No? Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, Holly was trying to help her get into fitness, and mm-hmm. and, and 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 and, mate, she's become your wife. Which yeah, is, she has, Which mate. is fantastic. Yeah. Talk Good. us through that a little bit, and you know. Yeah. I've, definitely need to give our wives some air time so, so yeah let's, so let's yeah exactly that.
1: yeah i guess when she first came into the gym she went yeah. to a lunchtime class which she was did, quite yeah. a it's quite a common one for the um the crew that's know, right yeah. a crew to come and do cause yeah. it was on at 12 o'clock and it was twice a week yeah um and then i think i was doing yokes that day right and um i guess i'm sure my top was off at the time yeah, obviously yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. we yeah. evolve on that nice yeah. little you know yeah and um yeah, I just remember she didn't say hi to me at all. I right. think she like, looked at me and looked away. And I remember Nick Jones saying... Nick Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay look and look away. <laughs> and yeah. then, um, so I went up to her and she looked She looked quite terrified of like, what sort of training am I going to be doing? That, yeah, you know? so, yeah. So, no, no. so I went up and just introduced you myself. You taught
0: her first class, didn't you? I actually didn't, mate. Right. I,
1: um, yeah, no, I didn't. It was someone else. Uh, right, okay. And um, yeah, I remember she was back like a week later. Right. I think because she was sore for that long. She <laughs> hadn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then... Well, um, right after a couple of times she did my class and yeah. I was just I was very professional about the whole right, thing you know, right. just, you know just showed her how to do the movements and stuff yeah like that. And how to do As the movements do. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah it wasn't until like a few months after meeting yeah. her that we got together so yeah. and since awesome. then it's, it's been good you know? and you
0: guys got married just over two years now
1: yeah so it's coming up to our anniversary on the uh, wow yeah so tenth. <laughs> the 10th <tenth>, the 10th yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Mate, that's, um, I mean, it's, It's. I, I think it's super cool and I guess is, that, mate, that yeah. sort of stuff does happen and, you know.
1: You could almost say that she's my, um, she's kind of like my rock. Like, yeah, you know, she yeah. showed me a bit of the ropes around Dubai. Yeah. She's been here for like, she's been here nine years now, right, I think. Right, So she knew, you know, where things were and she helped me out yeah. <laughs> with a lot of stuff. so It's, it's a cool. cool,
0: it's a very cool story. Mate, fast yeah. forward to sort of the present day and beyond. Yeah. What's the number one thing that that motivates you and drives you to? You know, you've you've been we've been working together for f- four years, yep. basically, and you rock up every day. You're motivated. Yep. You constantly want, you know, the best for people. Like you said, you want. It. What really drives you, mate? What really drives me, mate, is just. Um... The place I work at—it's yeah. just
1: such a cool environment. Yeah, like you know, I've seen it. We've been. This is a third place I've been in. <laughs> yeah,
0: we've had interesting uh, times. You know,
1: you've really, um, you know, you've taken the brand to a really yeah. good level. Yeah, you know? and um, you know, you see the you look into the future a little bit more yeah. about it. Yeah, so just knowing that I'm coming to a place where I know things are just going to get better. Yeah. Um, yeah, the clientele that we've got here are awesome. Yeah, you know, the ones that have not the best attitudes—they just don't last. Yeah, and um. <laughs> But just everyone that works there, you know, even you know Moonshine, yeah, with the camera, cameraman, yeah, upstairs here as well, they're really awesome, yeah, yeah. I just, I just love it out. I wouldn't want to work anywhere
0: else. One of your almost specialities, mate, is to be able to on a on a on a one to one level. You've got an incredible knack of really being able to take someone who can't function their body. They don't know. I mean, okay, you can say lift your hand up, and they can do that, but send your hips back; they're unable to do that. You almost take these people as projects. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. I've seen, like, we've seen it over and over, and we've spoken yeah. about it a lot. Yeah. You manage to completely transform them within a six-month or a three-month, or yeah. some of them even a two-year period. Yeah. What, to, to, to move properly and understand where the hips are. Yeah, 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 all that. What, how do you do that? Like, what's that motivation? Because I think sometimes, and I've seen it, and I've seen it on your face. The progress is painfully slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how be. do you deal with that? What's that? How do you stay motivated in those situations? Yeah, I
1: think that goes back to the gym I worked at. Um, you know, I had a number of clients that would come through and just you know they've seen. I guess I've had a lot, of bit more experience there. You yeah. Know, I haven't just worked at a CrossFit gym. Right. You know, my whole life. I've you know I've had like sixty, even sometimes seventy year olds come in and right. You know, they've been to lots of physios. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, physios are quite yeah, bad because yeah, they're yeah. really awesome. But, you know, they've tried to get as much help as they can. I've seen this trainer, that trainer. Yeah. And just, yeah, I just take them through some real natural movements. Yeah. And just take a lot of load off and yeah. just give them, I guess, just try and give them the right advice. And yeah. when you start to see them, like you say, move a lot better. Yeah. And then when they start saying, oh, my back pain's gone, you know, yeah. I have shoulder pain, I wish I had seen you years ago. Yeah. Then that... Uh, I guess I've been told I do have a lot of patience. Yeah. You know, some yeah. people out there just wouldn't have the patience yeah, for right. and just right. be like, no, nah, this isn't for you. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you look at some like guys like Salty. Yeah. He's yeah, done really well. Yeah,
0: incredible. I mean, mate, you've, you've got a portfolio of some absolutely incredible stories. Yeah, and, yeah. But like I say, a lot. some of your stories have taken a long, a long, long time, time. Yeah. You know, even to get people to mechanically move. Yeah, exactly, simply.
1: And then being able to just jump into a class yeah. after a while, yeah. you know, like I, I look at my clientele and the, a lot of them do classes too. You yeah, know, like they might not start there, but I really encourage them because, yeah, you know, one-on-ones are good, but classes,
0: mate. It's it almost sounds like I don't, I don't know if you could say it's a dream job, but it, it it almost is for you. But on the flip side of that, yeah, what would your worst job in the world be? Worst job in the world? If there was one job that you just <laughs> really didn't want to do what would it be because you know, we should see like what like your um, passion is so let's yeah, look on the other side of it
1: i don't think um you know it's very easy to say like an office job now yeah. but i think things have changed like i wouldn't mind doing that every now and then right but, um
0: <laughs> right, there's a spare desk over yeah, there it's relaxing there i could probably <laughs> yes um
1: i think to be honest it's what i would first wanted to do perhaps yeah. getting into a type of trade yeah now, um like being a plumber you just, just wouldn't, a, yeah, I just nah, couldn't deal with that sort of yeah. stuff. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the main one. That would be yeah. the main one, yeah.
0: mate. We're all, we're almost out of time. Obviously, yep. want to appreciate your, your your openness and 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 just a lot of motivation there. I think for a lot of people. Yep. Before we go, mate, yep. what's your one piece of advice? If, if I said you can just give people one piece of advice for life, yep. what would that one piece of advice be?
1: Well, I guess um, sometimes you're going through some stages in life and it might feel like it's just hell yeah Do you know what i mean like yeah. it's you know you're just you're trying everything you can you've tried this nothing's working but yeah. you've just gotta i think it's just a case of you've just gotta just keep going just keep going and just surround yourself with people who are on a mission and they're yeah. on the same mission as you yeah you know they're just you know willing to back you and yeah you're willing to back them up
0: as well awesome so i, yeah, think, I think yeah that helps, i think yeah. that definitely uh, that definitely reflects in your mm. story <laughs> cool this is Matt Jones. Thanks, Matt Jones. Guys. Thanks for being the first one. <laughs> who do you want to nominate? Who do you want to hear wow. their story? Wow. Doesn't have to be a member of staff. Doesn't have to be uh, anyone. Just you pick someone. I'll get them. We'll put them on bursting. that chair. I haven't. I, I, th- I think I know who you're going to say. Yeah, I think you do. I think so. I've got someone. Who is it? Boz you want Boz on the chair? i like
1: Boz Fats. Really? Yeah. It's either here or she has to do the next in the talks. Like really? maybe if you do the both, shit, yes. Maybe we'll just do, do both. both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe just... Who did you think I was? I game?
0: thought you'd want Neil Bryans on the chair. Ah, the braver, yeah. One yeah. of the old, one of our oldest clients. Yeah, so, get him uh, out there. He'll definitely have a shirt tucked <laughs> in. <He'll> be. <laughs> we <laughs> might have to get him. Well, mate, yep. you've you've nominated. We'll get Boz on the chair. This yeah, will be this will be, be Bosman's. But for now, this is Matt Jones. Thank you very Thanks much. Guys. Mate. Cheers. Yeah. And there you have it, folks. Matthew Jones, his history, his life, his passion, and the best piece of advice he can offer you. I really appreciate everyone for tuning in to the podcast. If you get time, hop over to iTunes, rate the podcast for us. And, of course, if you have a question or want to know something or just want to reach out to us, you can catch us on winning at innerfight.com. Huge thanks to our show partners kareem use promo code inner fight for 100 euros free ride with them or if you come into the gym use promo code inner leaving the gym use promo code fight and you'll get 10 percent off your ride until next time take care